Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. It's Friday, February 9th, 2024. Episode number 254 is coming at you. Thank you, Haley, for that awesome introduction. I didn't do much last weekend. I did, however, get the shower head installed. It works, and there's no leaks, so I did something right. I guess my dad taught me a few things, but I know a lot of people sent me messages and was asking if I really did do stuff like that on my own. Well, I did put the shower head in. It did work, and I uh, I did a few other Scotty do's. I would say honey do's, but I live by myself in Oklahoma, so I did some Scotty do's around the house and uh, took care of some things because it's getting ready to get crazy. I know I'm busy for the foreseeable future, at least on the weekends, and so I had to do whatever I could. Also, I went to the Oklahoma City Thunder game with my daughter and my son-in-law, Haley and Tyler. Man, that was fun. We had some great seats. Haley got them from her work. We didn't only just get to see a great game. We got to see an overtime. That wasn't good enough. We got to see a double overtime, and we got the W. So it was cool. The Oklahoma City Thunder did the they did defeat the Toronto Raptors, and that was a lot of fun. We are just 27 days away from the AFT season opener down at Daytona International Speedway. What a great place to start the season. I know for years, like especially when I was a kid, the season always started down in Houston at the Astrodome, and that was a cool place. Now the season opens up down in Daytona, the world center of racing. If you haven't been to Bike Week, you need to check that out. I know I've been going for a long, long time. I don't know even know how many years I've gone to Daytona Bike Week. I've probably gone to Sturgis more just because I was born in South Dakota. It was easier just to go to the other side of the state. But I've been going to Daytona and Sturgis since I was a little kid, and I love it. If you are going, be sure and hit up Main Street. you got to see what that's all about. There's some great riding in different places. Uh, you got to go check out Main Street. And then you have to come to the Daytona International Speedway for the short track on Thursday and Friday this year to watch the season opener. And if you're going, if you want tickets, use the code SCOTTY, S-C-O-T-T-I-E, for $5 off any AFT events race using that code SCOTTY, and you'll save $5 per ticket. So you can save some money if you're going down to Daytona. Get your tickets while you can at AmericanFlatTrack.com. We are only 27 days away from that from that season opener. So, of course, I did some research on the number 27. One of my favorite riders that I've ever, you know, hung out with and talked to and, and actually kind of rooted for is the guy that had the 27 last. It's Robbie Bugs Pearson, and he's the ringleader of the FBI. If you guys know what that is, that means you're a seasoned veteran. I don't need to explain it to you. But for our new listeners, Donnie Bargeman was from Illinois. And the FBI was Fast Boys from Illinois. Well, Rob Pearson was what they called the ringleader because he'd been around and been doing it for the longest time, I guess, when Donnie was still around and announcing. So I carried that tradition on over. Robbie Pearson was number 27 from 2005 to 2022. And I, I think he's one of my favorite riders that I announced that never won a national. He got so close a couple years ago at the Devil's Bowl. Got two podiums down there, and he's kind of hung it up a little bit. He's got a family going. He's got real life, you know, to take care of. So, again, Bucks Pearson had that number from 2005 to 2022. And looking back through the history of the riders that had 27 on amanationalnumber.com, Rusty Rogers actually held number 27 for only one year, 2003. 
He did win Hagerstown way back in 1992. Most of the time, he's running number 57. Always a crowd favorite, the Rock Island Rocket, Davey Camlin, uh, held national number 27 from 1990 until we lost him. And so he last held the number in 1999. He did win two DeCoin miles and two Springfield miles. Jimbo Felice held national number 27 from 88 and 89. He won Louisville, Cicero, Syracuse, and San Jose. Cicero, Syracuse, and San Jose were all miles, and Jimbo Felice was a little bitty guy, and Louisville was a half mile. Rick Arnaz had it from 1982 to 1986, and Skip Axland had it from 1976 to 1981. He went on to win San Jose Mile and two road races at Loudoun. So that was just some of the some of the famous people that held national number 27. All total, there were 16 riders that have held national number 27, thanks to Donnie LaRue, amanationalnumber.com. The only thing really big in the news this week was Cam Smith and the Varnes Racing Team and Schaefer's Motorsports have teamed up for the 2024 season. I think that's a very good combination. I know Jordan Harris had a full-time job as a coal miner, has a family, got hurt at the Springfield Mile. Uh, maybe he's going to take some time off. Maybe he just you know doesn't want to go racing at all the races anyway. Cameron Smith's been going to the shop. He's been training. He's been riding some of the ice racing events with us at the World Championship Ice Racing Series. So Cam Smith on the Varnes KTMs doing it for Schaefer's Motorsports. That'll be a pretty good combination. This weekend, I get back to announcing at the Erie, Pennsylvania World Championship Ice Racing event that's actually a makeup race from a few weeks ago when the blizzard pushed it back a couple of weeks. Next weekend, I'm going to Bloomington, Illinois for round number four of the World Championship Ice Racing event. So there'll be two weeks back-to-back for the ice, and then I head on down to Louisiana, the showdown at the Boot Hill down by Shreveport. That's an RPM race, and I'm hearing some great big names will be down there at that one. After that Shreveport race, I'll go back to Oklahoma for a few days, load up, and then pack up for Daytona for about 10 to 12 days. Me and Dad are headed down there. We always have a good time and spend some time with some friends and get some riding in and, of course, get some racing in. There are three Steve Nace races, two at Satsuma, one at Daytona International Speedway on Tuesday during Bike Week. Last weekend, Gaston, South Carolina, at Masters Metroplex, put on by the SEFT. And honestly, I didn't know anything about this one, but there are some huge names that showed up. I'm not going to go through every single class, but just mostly the big classes. But man, there's some who's who of flat track down here at South Carolina. In the 50cc class, it was Sharkbait, Cruz Texter taking the win over Ella Nickens and Rhett Mickles. Uh, in the mini bike class, Mason Pittman take the win. Paul Pendergrass was second. Daryl Pierce was third. There were 12 riders in the main event for the mini bike class. There was a Sportsman A class. Walker Porter, the Alabama Slammer, took the win. Evan Renshaw was second. Cody Cop was third. Trent Lowe was fourth. And Shelton Brooks was fifth. In the novice class, Giacomo Manera from New York took the win. Frank Scheider from Illinois was second, and McCoy Eady was third in that novice class. Vintage Open, it was John Parker taking the win. Dave Singleton second. Estevan Gomez was third. In the 65cc class, Jaden Nickens taking the win. Cruz Texter was second, and Ella Nickens, she was third. There were seven total riders in that 65cc class. In the 85cc class, Jaden Nickens picks up another victory. Camlin Durrell, the son of Davy Durrell, was second, and Easton Gerard was third. 
In the hooligan class, it was Robert Lewis, who lives in South Carolina, taking the win over Joe Houston and Daniel Poole, also from South Carolina. Ten riders made the main in that hooligan class. In the senior 40-plus class, it was Sam Lowe, which is Trent and Jared Lowe's dad. Brian Buono was second, and Brian Woodring was third in that senior 40-plus class. 125-250 amateur class, Braxton Reagan from Illinois took the win. Nick Buono was second. Dylan Barris was third. In the 450 amateur class, it was Carson King with the win. Giacomo Monero was second. Ryan B-A-R-B-O-U-R, Barbauer, was third. In the open amateur class, Carson King picks up another victory. Brian Buono was second, and Frank Scheider was third. There were 11 riders in the open amateur class. And then the expert class, Cody Kopp taking the win. Trent Lowe was second. Slamming Sammy Halbert was third. Evan Renshaw was fourth, and Walker Porter was fifth. 12 riders did make the main in that one. Like I said, there was a couple other classes. It looked like a great turnout. And like I said earlier, I wasn't even sure about that one, so I'll have to pay more attention to what's going on over in South Carolina. Also in the news this week, BTR has been putting out a lot of social media. They went down to Dallas, Texas and started working on their motorcycles. There are three returning ladies, Morgan Piller from Wisconsin, Kenzie Luker uh, from uh, from California, and Shasta LaRue from Colorado are the three returning ladies. And seven new ladies will be joining them, joining those three in the Royal Enfield Build Train Race Program. Also something in the news, not necessarily pertaining to flat track, but a name that goes with flat track triumph made the main event with two motorcycles at supercross last weekend in detroit they're running the the 250 east class and uh you know it's pretty awesome to see another brand making main events in supercross how long before we see them over in flat track my stat of the week i just looked through the uh the history books and i, I pulled out too tall Ted Booty, originally from Michigan, then moved to Oklahoma. So he has some Oklahoma roots, and that's where I grew up. So I wanted to talk a little bit about Too Tall Ted Booty. In 1976, he won his first national at Pontiac, Michigan, at a short track on a Boltaco. 1977, he won the Harrington Delaware Half Mile and the Indy Mile on both on Harley Davidsons. In 1979, he won the Houston Astrodome short track on a Yamaha. 1983, he won the Hamburg New York Half Mile on a Harley-Davidson. In 1984, he went on to win the Louisville Kentucky Half Mile on a Harley-Davidson. And also in 84, he won the Springfield Mile on a Honda. And his last win came back in 1985 at Ascot Park, Gardena, California, on a Half Mile on a Honda. So that was a little bit of my stat of the week. I just wanted to talk a little bit about Ted Booty. I was uh, a fan of Ted Booty. Uh, obviously, I was very young. I was born in 72, so he was winning nationals when I was four years old. But he did win nationals all the way up to 1985. So that was a little information. My stat of the week, too tall, Ted Booty. I'm a little bit under the weather right now. Hopefully, my voice will be good for this weekend at Erie, Pennsylvania. But I'm going to keep it short and sweet this week. And remember, if you're going to any AFT events this year, use the code SCOTTY. S-C-O-T-T-I-E for $5 off per ticket. That's for grandstand tickets only, and you will get $5 off per ticket. Thanks to AFT Events for teaming up with the podcast Off the Groove. Also, thank you going out to all of my listeners. Thanks to Jim and Pat. They've supported me from when I raced into my podcast, and also thanks to the patrons who support me every single week. Thank you to Tim at Pro Plates and Access Media. That's all I got this week. Next week, I'll give you a rundown from what happened at Erie, Pennsylvania at the World Championship Ice Racing and whatever's new in the news of Flat Track.